0: Welcome to the 5th Quarter Podcast. My name's Rick Zamprin. The Tiger Cats slammed the LOS 41-10 to to improve to 3-0 for the first time since 2004, and Ty Cats fans were loving it on the 5th Quarter. This is the 5th Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. It is brought to you by Eastgate Ford. And for the third time in this very young 2019 Canadian Football League season, the Hamilton Tiger Cats are victorious. 3-0 for the first time since 2004. Cats 41. Alouettes, 10. The Owls now 0-2 with the rematch scheduled for Independence Day, July the 4th, in Montreal. Lots to talk about tonight, including my three hot takes, your calls, your emails, your tweets, your Facebook live messages as we're broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. Hello to one and all who are watching on the social media giant And uh, now you know why I'm in radio, the old face for radio. I'm just kidding. It's a joke that I use, that I'll continue to use forever and ever. Amen. We're going to vote for our player of the game tonight, although I think it's going to be a slam dunk tonight. I think it's going to be, well, it might not be unanimous, but I think it's going to be very darn close. I'll give you my player of the game in a matter of seconds. Don't forget if you haven't already, subscribe to the fifth quarter podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you download your favorite podcast, past episodes at nine hundred CHML.com. It was very similar to last week in which the first quarter nothing much happened. In fact, there was no scoring in the first quarter tonight. Nil nil. Or zero zero if you rather have that score line. But it was almost as if uh, both teams were kind of feeling each other up. The defenses were playing good. But come the second quarter again, just like last week, the Ticats said, all right, enough of this. We're taking over. And they did. Last week, they bombarded the Argonauts 64-14. to Tonight, 41-10. to Five sacks... Great special teams play again tonight. The defense was really good. And the offense could have scored a boatload more points. And that's one of the things that is in my craw tonight. The number of turnovers tonight that this Ticats team committed against a better team, they would have paid dearly tonight, I think. But Jeremiah Masoli throws three interceptions. They get stuffed on a first, second, and third and goal from the one. As Dane Evans just could not get one yard. But apart from that, check marks across the board. Orlando Steinauer's 3-0 in his rookie season as Tiger Cats head coach. Very reminiscent of of another rookie head coach back in 04, Greg Marshall, who started the season 3-0, then lost 5 in a row. I don't see this happening with this Ticats team. Much better unit here in 2019. We'll go through the scoring summary tonight. All the big-time stats and uh, the player of the game, in my opinion, is Brandon Banks. Even after suffering that knee tweak, let's call it, because he stayed in the game, hopped on the bike, gave it a good... Couple of pedals, and uh, he was back at it on the field. This this guy is just phenomenal. Seven receptions tonight, 152 yards, and he had that 30-yard TD run, and that was electric. That made the game 15 to three, and the Ticats just kept motoring on. All right, here are the numbers, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on tonight's game and also vote for your player of the game. That email address is rick at 900CHML.com. Tweet us, use the hashtag fifth quarter at AM900CHML at Rick Zamprin, or send us a comment on CHML's Facebook page. We're broadcasting live on Facebook tonight once again. All right, my three hot takes before we get to the phone's and the tweets, and the emails, and the Facebook messages. Uh, Tycats' offense has shown to be two things this season. Number one, very dynamic. If it's Missouli not beating you, it's Banks. If it's not Banks, it's Sean Thomas Erlington. If it's not STE, it's Braylon Addison. The offensive line has been tremendous. They're throwing screen passes, shovel passes, crossing routes, out routes, posts. Deep balls, nickel and diming, they can beat you every which way, and they have been over the first three weeks of this season. The other part of the offense that I like, that I love, is the aggressiveness of this team. Tonight, tying a single game CFL record with three two-point conversions. This, this team is just pedal to the metal on offense. Now, we haven't seen it in the first quarter in the last couple of games, but they are taking charge when the chips are down. Second hot take is this Tycats D is motoring. Tonight, five more sacks. They have 11 on the season coming in as the second-best sacking team of the year. They just enhance that with tonight's performance, leading the league with a number of two and outs. Five interceptions. Adding another one tonight, they're up to six. And on special teams, well, it's a, it's a special unit. Frankie Williams tonight had a 62-yard punt return, had a 52-yard punt return. Great on kickoffs. Laram Harulahu, one for two tonight. Yeah, the miss kind of stinks, but, hey, he's not going to kick them all in. Six for seven so far this season. Good start for the special teams unit. Two special teams TDs already this season on a punt return and a missed field goal. This team is is rocking and rolling and it's great to see let's get to the top of the phone bank and dave is called into the fifth quarter dave how are you
1: i'm very good very good Agreed with a lot of your points i really uh the score flattered montreal really
0: a hundred percent
1: yeah i could have been 60 again really could have been but uh you know working at it's early nothing's perfect things happen i agree I, I love the physicality and the aggressiveness of this team you can see it on the lines you can see it on the offensive line, defensive line, you can see the guys blocking for each other. This is a well coached team, it really is. Um and what they've done with uh the guys they have right now in the receiving core, I'm really impressed with. And uh I just uh I love what I'm seeing. And uh this kind of you know, it's early yet, we'll see. But you know, we're reminiscent of that team we had a few years ago that was just clobbering the crap out of everybody early on to so, yeah, Brandon Blank's definitely a player of the game tonight, absolutely. And, uh, you know, Mazzoli threw some picks, but uh, he threw some uh, for some uh, substantial yardage tonight, too.
0: Yeah, he and was old, he, he, he was north of 400. Point. I think he finished with, yeah, yeah. 417. So, I mean, that's <laughs> that's a great night.
1: So, we'll keep uh, keep it off optimistic, and, uh, you know, it's early and uh,
0: great. Good comments, Dave. Enjoy the Canada Day weekend, and happy Canada Day. You too. Thank you. 905-645-3221, star 9900, on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900CHML.com, on Twitter at AM900CHML, at Rick Samperin. Got an email from Mike who says, Evening Rick, was at the game tonight with my uncle, and as usual, we were watching the war in the trenches and thought the... Cats' interior D-line did an amazing job of creating pressure in the face of the Montreal quarterbacks and had a few sacks themselves. Bit of a thankless job states-wise, so I wanted a uh, to Bit off the board and go with Dylan Wynn for player of the game. Uh, would have liked to see more of Dane Evans in the fourth, though. Game was well in hand, and some backup QB reps would be a good idea. And, and Dane Evans got into the game last week against the Argonauts. And played all right. I mean, that game was well in hands. The Argos, I think, weren't playing on the edge by the time Dane Evans came in. And I always want to see the backup quarterback in, in a blowout situation because you never know when you're going to rely on that individual. And I'm a big fan of Dylan Wynn. He's off to a pretty good start in his Ticats tenure after a couple of seasons with the Argonauts. Uh, he's a force in that interior line with Ted Laurent. He had Laurent with a sack. Ja'Gara Davis had a sack tonight. Hauser and uh, Tracy combined with a sack. Uh, This Tycats D-line played really good tonight. Now, when they match up against uh, Trevor Harris in Edmonton, and uh, Levi Mitchell in Calgary, which they're going to see in a couple weeks, or Mike Riley in BC, we'll see how they do. I think they'll be good, but will they be this good? That remains to be seen. Back to the phones we go. Dave, number two is on the line. Hey, Dave.
2: Rick, how's it going, buddy? Good. How are you? I feel like I was a young child the last time they were 3-0. and you know?
0: Yeah, it seems well, 15 years ago is a long time ago.
2: <laughs> I wasn't a young child, but uh, it just feels that way. Anyhow, um, uh, I called after the first game, and I made a grave error in judgment. And said that I didn't think that having Sean Thomas Erlington as running back would be sustainable. And I'm I'm, I'm admitting my mistake. Uh, it was a stupid comment. I was unhappy with the offense that game. I, I think this kid's he's he's something else
0: he's he's the real deal but here's i'm not going to say concern but here's the thing that's in the back of my mind with sean thomas erlington because we've seen it even a couple times this year is the durability can he give this team 15 to 18 games of premium play in the backfield we have not seen it yet i want to see it and i hope i see it that it's just in the back of my mind because we we haven't experienced that yet 100%
2: 100% agree. I think, I think the, the big thing about him, though, is, is the way he can go out and play the slot. I mean, uh, we had, like, uh, with Gable and Green, they're great running backs, good blockers, but they weren't really that downfield threat. To have this guy run out of the backfield and do that with most likely a, a linebacker against them, it's, it's just such an advantage.
0: This guy's way more athletic than Green and Gable will ever be, and, and SDE has shown it time and time again with diving catches, hurtling players. Uh, he is a dynamic species, for sure.
2: If I was going to say only one concern tonight is I thought Mazzoli threw a couple of pretty crappy interceptions. He's uh, uh, got to be smarter. Um, you got to think with, without those interceptions and that goal line stand, uh, we could have hit 60 again. Tonight. <laughs> without that, <laughs> it's a It's a good thing to complain about, I guess. But, uh, um, I'm just going to go quickly to player of the game. Uh, I tweeted you already. It's going to be a tough one. Uh, and I'm going to go with Frankie Williams because he gave us instant field position every drive. It's so much easier when you're starting from the 50, uh, Having Reinbold as a special teams coordinator, what a difference. When when he was switched to, to D coordinator by Austin, uh and, and the special teams haven't been the same thing. And what a relief it is to have these special teams back. It, it makes a huge, huge,
0: huge difference. Without a doubt, Frankie's a, an amazing player, an awesome guy, and field position is huge in the Canadian Football League. And the Ticats have had great field positions so far this season on offense and have limited teams on, uh, on the other side of the ball. And, and their defense has gotten off to good starts, too. So, yeah, not a bad pick at all, and I appreciate the call. And enjoy the long weekend, Dave. Cheers, buddy. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game. We have a couple votes for Brandon Banks. Dylan Wins on the board. Frankie Williams has a nod. Uh, at Rick Samprin at AM 900 CHML on Twitter. You can chime in on CHML's Facebook page, where Laurie says Banks is the best, and Thomas writes Mazzoli was careless with the ball. It should have been a 60-point win uh, he made some bad throws, three picks versus a bad team. What are they going to do versus Winnipeg and Calgary? And that will be, uh, I think, the separator in terms of the great teams and the elite teams. If you can beat those Calgarys and the Winnipegs and the Edmontons and the B.C.s, uh, th- this team is in the great. Uh, well, I already think they're in the great cup conversation, but I think even more so. Your calls. For player of the game, your thoughts on tonight's scan. The lines are open. Star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900CHML.com. On Twitter, at Samprin at am900CHML. Uh, you can also call 905 645 3221. And we're broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. You can chime in there, just like Thomas did. He says his player of the game is the offensive line. The O line has been fantastic this year. And a bit, well, yeah, a big reason why at least one reason why, is the addition of Chris Van Zyl. A veteran, former CFL All-Star, Eastern All-Star with the Toronto Argonauts, an anchor on that right tackle position, and it's been fantastic this year. Email from Randy. Hi, Rick. A terrific third win of the season by the Tiger Cats. It's been a while since... Three Nice contribution by various cats, BDB, Braylon Addison, STE, Jeremiah Masoli, Frankie Williams had a great game, super catches by STE, six sacks by the Big D. I like what's happening on offense. Despite the slow start tonight and a little scoring in the first half, three cats turnovers were an initial concern, but the defense overcame these. The Owls' goal line stand was an ouch for us although our two-point conversion set a tone. My player of the game is undoubtedly Speedy B. Nice coaching tonight by Alando Steinauer. I'm being positive this early so far this season. Great team contributions, another great win story, and happy weekend. Happy Canada Day, Rick. That's from Randy in Oakville. Back to the phones we go. Manny is next on the fifth quarter. Manny, hello.
3: Hey, Rick. Uh, Nice to hear you again this year. Likewise. Thank you. Uh, A couple of years ago, I was talking to you, and I think it was maybe maybe three years ago when they had a really lousy team, and I was talking about how important depth is. And really, what I see the difference is two things to really uh, see how well this team, uh, how good this team is. It's one thing would be when we start to play the elite teams in the league, and the, but the other thing that really is different this year than others is the depth. Like, if you break down certain facets of the team and – issues we got better at running back we've got better at coaching or at least equal it's too early to tell we got better at receiving to to the point where guys like Tasker and jones i know Tasker's hurt but jones looks missing action this year that's how good our receivers are our defensive front are uh all uh, o-line better our specialties are better probably do a lot for the coaching, to return a rival. Kicking's been better. And one area that I really thought was worried about was you lose caliber of a player like Dean and Wamba, and you replace them with Toggle and Murray. But it looks like Simone stepped it up, and uh, the other two have been doing well. So no complaints. Uh, it's a team with a lot of depth. And I think I'm I'm actually excited for them to start playing the really good teams of the league to see where we stand.
0: I, I agree with you. I want to see this team against Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton, throw BC in there as well. And, and well, Ottawa. Know, Ottawa's off for a great in start, in too. Ottawa. That's right. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Who's your player of the game tonight? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Frankie Williams. Another great game by Frankie. Enjoy the Canada Day long weekend, Manny. You as well, McLeod. Thanks. star 9900 on your cell. Player of the game votes have tallied this way thus far. Brandon Banks with three, Frankie Williams two, Dylan Wynn, the O-line, and Sean Thomas Erlington all have one vote apiece. Corey on CHML's Facebook page chiming in. STE for my player of the game. He's the new Andrew Harris, and that's a great comparison. A little bit of a different body type. Andrew's a little bit bigger. But they both have that north-south mentality, get the ball, chug up field, both athletic, although Andrew in his latter years is not as athletic, obviously, as the 25-, 26-, 27-year-old version. But into his 30s now, he's still one of the, maybe the best back in the Canadian Football League. And if Sean Thomas Erlington turns out to be the next Andrew Harris, look out. That's going to be deadly, and that's going to be bad news for other teams in the CFL's East Division. Let's go back to the phones. He's been waiting for a while. Michael has called into the fifth quarter. Hey, Michael. Hey, Rick. How's it going? Hey, thanks for calling in. Yeah, Oski Wheelie. You got it. What's on your mind tonight?
4: Uh, it was a good game tonight, but I think the one thing I want to recognize the most is like the aggressiveness of Coach O. Like he was going after it all game. He showed no respect to the L.O.S. in the first quarter, especially when we started cor- scoring. And, and that's how you just got to ring points on an opponent you know you get you get your foot on the on the throat and, and just keep pressing
0: i'm with you i i love the mentality of go 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 score as many points as you can who cares about the opposition we just want to throttle every team
4: yeah and if it wasn't for brandon banks a, a selfless like a selfless play today and he is my player of the game but if it wasn't him i got to give a shout out to to number 26 brooks he he had at least one interception. He might add two of them, and he was all over the field making defensive plays today. He was a huge part of the defense.
0: He, he's really grown into that role. I like him at the yeah. halfback position. Very lanky guy, physical guy. Uh good yeah. pickup a couple of years ago by the Ticats and getting Carriel Brooks on this team.
4: Yeah, I'm very excited about where our secondary is heading later into the season, especially when we got so many soft East matchups.
0: I like the call. Michael, enjoy the long weekend. Yeah, you too, Rick. Off you we. Oski, wee wee, Oski, wawa. The celebration continues tonight in Tiger Town as the Tiger Cats maul the Alouettes, 41 to 10. And Michael brings up a good point because this secondary has been the whipping boy of this Ticats team for a long, long time. And there's a lot of continuity in this secondary now. When you have Delvin Bro, Frankie Williams has been around for a couple seasons. Richard Leonard, Carriel Brooks at the halfback positions. They've been around for two, three seasons. Tunde Adelike, I know, is new to the team, but he's been in the league for a few years. Coming off a Grey Cup victory with the Stampeders. Mike Daly is there, great special teams guy. Had a phenomenal season as the starting safety. Last year, Jamal Roll is there. More continuity. at secondary. I'd put that secondary up against every other secondary in the Canadian football league, because I love the continuity of it. They're physical. They get to the football. They make plays. Yeah, we'd like to see a few more interceptions. But, hey, when you're only allowing 10, 14, 17 points a game, you're going to win. You're going to win, especially with this offense. Back to the phones we go. Sam is called into the fifth quarter. Hey, Sam. What's happening, Rick? Hey, I'm good. How about you? Uh,
1: Honestly, Shout out first of all, Rick. You're an absolute legend. Um, that, that's that's
0: that's high praise, but uh, I'll thank
1: you. <laughs> I can't I can't say enough good things about you. Um, first of all, I just I just want to wonder, like obviously we played the LOS last week. I uh, don't know Toronto last week and the LOS this week. I obviously like both good teams, but how much of a of a, a gouge can we get between two teams um, that are kind of struggling? and obviously we made easy work of both of them. Uh, I just want to wonder, like, where can we go from here, um, and we can look at the next week's opponent um, in that sense. Like,
0: Yeah, the Cats have really feasted on... <sighs> You know, two weak teams in Toronto, Montreal, let's face it, they're rebuilding, Uh, they don't have the depth or the talent level that Hamilton has, and that's just a fact. Saskatchewan in week one, they've made a lot of changes, Uh, so it's really, I mean, they're they're kind of a a question mark right now on what type of team the Rough Riders are. Without Zach Caleros, I don't think they're a very good team, but yeah, when this Ticats team gets to play the other upper echelon teams in this league, we're going to get a better barometer of how good Hamilton is.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Rick. Have a have a wonderful evening.
0: You too and enjoy that, the long man, weekend. Man. Great call by Sam here. 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cell. Although legend I think, I think it's over the line. I'll take it. But I think too high praise. I mean, we're we're talking you know, that stratosphere is the stratosphere is the Bill Stirrups. The Norm Marshalls. D- don't put me in that category. At least not yet. Give me 30 more years, and then we'll start talking. Brandon Banks still Wynn, win. Frankie Williams, the O-line. Sean Thomas Erlington getting votes for player of the game, and all deservedly so. They were all key contributors to tonight's 41-10 beatdown of the Alouettes. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to take more of your calls. We have Ron holding on the line. Ron, we're going to get to you After the break here, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. If you have a comment about tonight's game, looking forward to this Ticats-Stampeders matchup in a couple of weeks, I think that's going to be a barn burner at Tim Hortons Field. Give us a call. Send us an email. Tweet. We're also live on CHML's Facebook page. We'll be back with the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford right after this on 900CHML. Welcome back. Yeah, fifth quarter brought to you by Eastgate Ford right here on 900CHML. Rick Samprin in the big on-air chair. Donna Pollard producing tonight's program. 41-10, the final score of the Ticats over the Alouettes. Hamilton now 3-0 and for the first time since year number one of the Bob Young era. How unbelievable is that that this team, over the last 15 years, has not been able to start the season 3-0 until this season. Owls, by the way, 0-2. And the rematch goes this coming Thursday, Independence Day, July the 4th, 7.30 p.m. Kickoff. We'll be on the air with the fifth quarter at 10.30 p.m. Email from Rebecca. Hey, Rick, the first quarter was a little ho-hum, but they made up for it in the next three. Thank goodness. That said, we are very lucky that we don't play a Western team for another couple of weeks. We have time to settle down and figure out how to play well from the first whistle. All in all, great football, and there's nothing like seeing this team wipe up the competition in our own stadium. An email from Rebecca. And great point. I'm not sure what the what the cause is, or what's happening in the first quarter. Because they only scored three points against Saskatchewan in the first quarter. They scored six points against the Argos and zero points against Montreal tonight. So, in three first quarters, this team has nine points. That's not very good in 45 minutes of action. Now, that's the bad news. The good news is they haven't given up a lot of points in those first quarters, either. Saskatchewan had a touchdown, Toronto had a field goal, and nothing tonight for Montreal. So you're down, you know, 10-9 to 9 in the first quarter. Add up all the other quarters, and it's a whole lot of points for Hamilton and not much <laughs> for the opposition, which is good news. Ticats 3-0, and Red Blacks 2-0. They got the bye this week. Toronto is 0-1, and the Owls now sit at 0-2. Toronto, by the way, in Saskatchewan on Monday. And there's a game tomorrow night in Calgary between the Stamps and the visiting BC Lions. Out West should mention that Winnipeg, man, they look pretty good. They're 2-0. and Edmonton 2-1. The Stamps 0-1. And Saskatchewan and BC both 0-2. Although I think BC is going to turn out a little bit better than what their early season record has suggested. Back to the phones we go. Ron is on the line and he's called into the fifth quarter. Hey, Ron. Hey,
5: uh, Rick. Uh, I'm a little worried. Uh,
0: Maybe I shouldn't
5: be. Uh, Mazzoli, I love the guy. I really do. But his interception record, okay, uh, I think he's feeling it. Uh, If you've ever watched Mazzoli walk off the field, okay, to the sidelines, He's hanging his head, and I don't. I think these interceptions are, you know, uh, getting him down. Even though uh, he is, in my mind, the third best quarterback in the league.
0: Okay, so I mean, it's okay for a quarterback to be a little ticked when he's throwing a pick. Um, Yeah, but I would say that Masoli is one of the more, maybe one of the most mellow people I've ever seen. So, yeah, at the time, he's going to be, uh, you know, PO that he's given the ball away again, and he had three tonight, which is, I mean, we don't want to see that. But the no. fact of the matter is, I think he's he's calm enough to progress to the next play.
5: Yeah, that, I know what you're saying, Rick. It just worries me a little, especially now. I, I'm happy to hear that the first game against an actual Western team other than Saskatchewan. Calgary's playing at home here, Tim Hortons Field, correct?
0: That's correct, yep. Yeah. A couple of weeks.
5: Yeah. Uh, that game I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm going to have to scrounge, but I want to go to that game. I really do.
0: Well, it's a Saturday night, July 13th, 7 o'clock start. The weather should be good, you know, fingers crossed. Uh-huh. It should be a good matchup.
5: Yeah. Uh, I That's... Oh, what can I say? Like, we have uh, played three weak teams, okay? Uh, it was unfortunate Saskatchewan. Uh, Saskatchewan's quarterback, okay, got nailed the way he did.
0: So are you uh, suggesting that the 3-0, I mean, the 3-0 is great, but, you know, there's an asterisk there because the Tycats have played three teams that are not considered playoff contenders.
5: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think we're going to find out, okay, if Hamilton can hold their own against Calgary in the fifth game, okay, especially with it being played here, uh, I do care, but, okay, it won't hurt as much when we play Calgary in Calgary.
0: Well, and, and, and here's the other thing to consider, too, is that, yeah, you know, Hamilton's played three weaker teams, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. but but two things. You know, in the past, sometimes this Hamilton team has not beaten the weaker team, and number two, it's good that this team is piling up wins now because when they do face those upper echelon teams, that if they do drop a game, it's not the end of the world.
5: Yeah, I I... Definitely think I feel okay, and I've loved the cats since I was knee to a grasshopper. I feel we're going all the way to the great cup now, whether or not we win, we'll have to play just a wee bit better than we are now, okay, uh, there's nothing that I can think of to say against the team, uh like I said, Mazzoli worries me a little. Brandon Banks, I love the guy because of his height, his weight, okay, and he's a little go-getter. He brings total excitement to the game.
0: His heart is bigger than his body, that's for sure.
5: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, Rick.
0: Hey, Ron, who's your player of the game tonight?
5: Brandon Banks, naturally.
0: (laughs) Good choice, (laughs) and I appreciate the call, and enjoy the long weekend.
5: Hey, you too, Rick. Uh, every happiness and all the best to the guys at 900CHML.
0: You got it. Thanks for the call, Ron. Ciao. Uh, Ron is gone and that uh, leaves room for you to call in on the fifth quarter at 905-645-3221 star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900CHML.com or on Twitter as well at am 900 CHML. At Rick Zamperin, use the hashtag fifth quarter. Bev tweets into the show, high expectations of eight-tempered player uh, player of the game is 98, which is Dylan Wynn. And that's a good pick because Dylan Wynn had a good game and he's having a good season. Tim on Twitter, Hi, Rick, longtime time Tycats fan in Windsor across from Detroit where they think they have a football team, LOL. <laughs> Watching the game tonight, I have to wonder, what's with all the empty seats? Hashtag player of the game, in my humble opinion, is Banks. Hashtag fifth quarter. Uh, Mention the empty seats, and I think there's a comment on our Facebook page as well. Yes, from Alan. What was the announced attendance, please, Rick? Uh, The announced attendance of tonight's game, I'd written it down, 22,427. Now, if you were at the game, you will quickly realize there was not 22,427 games. It has been explained to me in the past that that number is not the attendance, it is tickets distributed. So it obviously is not an accurate uh, number in terms of how many butts are in the seats and that's how the team wants to represent tickets distributed. Go right ahead. Uh, Bill writes, good crowd tonight for a good game. I mean yeah, it was it was it was a good crowd, especially when you consider, you know, Montreal's not very good. Montreal's not a very good draw to begin with. Yeah, they got new uniforms, but, I mean, pfft, who cares? But it's also a long weekend. The Canada Day, a long weekend. We know a lot of people go up to the cottage, go visit family members, you know, leave the city. So, yeah, it was a good, good crowd. Nothing to complain about. 905-645-3221, star on your cell. Ticats 41, Montreal 10 tonight. Hamilton 3-0, the Owls fall to 0-0. And two. Back to the phones. John is called into the fifth quarter. Hey, John.
6: Hey, how's it going?
0: I'm pretty good. How about you?
6: Good, thanks. It should have been uh, 57 to 10 of those two botched touchdowns um, in the game. Uh, A few things that I noticed. uh, You notice that even when the team messes up, they mess up pretty bad, they got great composure. Like, they're not, they're back into it. They just look like a team with confidence. They mess up, they mess up, they're back in it it again. And it's something I haven't seen with this team in a long time. And one thing I've noticed, our D line, my goodness, they're putting, they are making quarterbacks run for their lives. They're not, yeah, they're sacking them. But that pressure that they're putting on them is is messing up. It messed up Saskatchewan. It blew uh, Toronto away. And it really put a lot of pressure on Montreal today. If, when they play BC, I mean, <laughs> Riley's in a lot of trouble. They're O-lines weak. I think we got a good team. And people are starting to say these are weak teams that we're beating. Who cares? You take the win when you can take the win. Because when you know, September, October comes around, and you, there'll, there'll be a losing streak somewhere, one to two games or something, you've got these games that you've won early in the year. You take them when you can get them. And you ride along, and if you're going to blow them out, another team out, you blow them out. But this is probably the first time in years I've seen a well-rounded team. Tasker wasn't there, and then they had to pull banksy, I guess he got a foot injury or something, and they still produced. So oh, I', I'm, I'm, I'm really optimistic with this team. I'm, the secondary, like you said, the first time in years, is not the laughing stock of the league.
0: So two things, if, if I can jump in, you, you mentioned the word confidence, and uh, you know when things go awry, this team is not hanging its head, they're not bickering with each other. It's because they're winning ball games, and they realize that hey, I mean one mistake here is not going to cause us to lose this football game. We are talented enough to come back, rally, whatever the case is, and winning breeds that confidence, and this team is ultra confident right now. They could take on any team and win that ballgame. And this D-line is ferocious. The addition of Jagera Davis has allowed guys like Dylan Wynn, Ted Laurent... Adrian Tracy, Julian Hauser also combined with a sack with Tracy tonight. That addition alone I think, has really sparked not only a lot of a lot more talent on this D line, but it sparked a lot more confidence on this D line. And I think having Orlando Steinauer as the head coach, being that defensive mind, bringing in Mark Washington, who's an a, an aggressive defensive coordinator, they're feeding off that and they're feeding off each other. And I mean we haven't seen this kind of play from the D line in a few years. and that's Hold being up. and that's being kind.
6: And if you notice, it's either one of the other thing is either, I can't ever say the kicker's name, Willowahoo or whatever. Um, and the other guy last week that looks like he was wearing shorts, but anyways, um, either they don't have any confidence in him, but you notice now they're going for the two points. And I know studies show that you have a better chance of getting a two point conversion, um, and taking it, but they're, they're being creative like, like Steinhauer was and when Condell was the offensive coordinator back when, um, when, um, uh, uh, forgot his name Ken, Ken Austin was the coach. Uh, was, I'm sorry, he was the coach. you're starting to notice that offense is starting to get creative. They had, was it Williams? Who was it that threw the ball? I mean, it was a terrible, dead duck. But, I mean, if they moved over maybe about 10 feet over to the left, they would have got a touchdown with that. But the creativity even on the offense, this is reminding me when we went to the great cup the first time and even though we lost it, there's, there's something there. There's something there. And we should be excited.
0: No doubt about it. And did I get your player of the game, John?
6: I'm gonna give it to the D line. There's just, I'm telling you, that that's that's Hamilton Tiger football right there. Those guys are they're on the field a lot because the offense is moving quick, and not that they're going two and outs, but these guys are having fun. They're jumping around. You see them smiling. When you see teams doing that, that's dangerous.
0: No doubt about it, John. Great call. Cheers. Nine zero five six four five three two two one star nine nine hundred on your cell. John, I think right now, John, that was a great call. I think he's the fan of the night right now. Can he be beat? Can someone dethrone him for fifth quarter fan of the night? He made a lot of great points. The confidence of this team, the cohesion of the secondary, the great play of the D-line, coaching staff, Tommy Condell's offensive scheme, which we saw in 2013, 2014, in those back-to-back breakup appearances. This team is pushing all the right buttons. And that's why they're 3-0. and That's why they're blowing out teams 41-10 to and 64-14. to Email from Philly Philsky. Hi, Rick. Dare I say it, but this version of the Ticats is different than previous years. Appear to be more confident, determined, and willing to pay the price. Their game versus Calgary on July 13th will be a measuring stick as to how good they really are and how far they have come. How far will they go? I really like Jagara Davis think he's been missing link on d all along. i'll give player the game to banks albeit i really like what frankie williams did with the return game here's hoping the run uh, of the winning streak goes to 4-0 next week lisa on email hi rick my first correspondence of 2019 happy face i was at the game tonight and it was a slow start but we got going eventually let's just keep the momentum going first Time 3 0 in a while. Talk to you later as the season progresses. Happy Canada Day, eh? Lisa from Niagara Falls, New York. Great email. Always like to get those emails from stateside. Another email from Angelo who writes uh, Hey, Rick, needless to say, the Eastern Division continues to be the laughing stock of the CFL, and not to discourage Tiger Cat fans, we really can't judge uh, where we're at until we play a formidable opponent. From the Western Conference. I thought we dominated both offensive and defensive lines, and at the end of the day, that's how the game is won. I thought our focus was not all there, and we played down to our competition tonight, as at no point were they a threat to us. Uh, we need to keep Brandon healthy and start micromanaging his minutes. Keeping in mind this is a marathon, not a sprint, to our ultimate goal, the Grey Cup. No doubt MVP by a landslide, but he's tiny and fragile as we witnessed with this shoulder injury. Need to keep positive progression and focus moving forward. Player of the game banks, Angelo from Stony Creek. I'm not sure if you want to manage his minutes, although if the Ticats continue to blow out teams, yeah, then you can start managing those minutes. Pull them off the field, give somebody else a chance. Tweet from David. I'm hoping that a lot of fans are in the social gathering spots and not in the seats. I haven't been to the new stadium, but there's a lot of places where people can congregate and watch the game. Maybe weather scared off a few, too. And again, I thought I thought the attendance was OK tonight. And uh, chips with a dip. Great handle on Twitter. Except a couple of misthrows by Soli, The whole team executed to near perfection. Also D-line looking mean. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Back to the phones we go. John, number two is on the air. Hey, John. Hi, Rick. Uh, just a couple
7: of uh, quick comments. I was at the game tonight, and it was a great game. And, uh, you know, obviously I like the outcome. I always love listening to the fifth quarter on my way home, uh, back to Paris, Ontario. But just a comment on the uh, attendance and, and the seats. And you just alluded to one of your previous callers. Yeah, you know what? The design of the stadium today is a little bit different than it used to be, either win. there's bigger con. Uh, concourses more social uh, uh, aspects to the stadium, so if you looked at the east side, there was a lot of empty seats. but if you looked at the concourse, there was a lot of people there right i've been to like quite a few games and like even though the seats are very comfortable it 's like it's just there 's just a lot more to do and and uh uh, and just to, to look, there's a little bit more of a social element to the to the game with the with the design of the stadium and the uh, concourses. So even though the seats may be empty, there's a lot of people and activity going on on the concourses.
0: And that's a great point. And that was one of the major thrusts of the stadium design is they wanted to create those social areas to give people another option. Maybe they don't want to stay in a seat all game long. They can congregate in, in one of the bar areas and the concourse, whatever the case is. And that's absolutely. one of the unique things about the stadium.
7: Yeah, absolutely. You know, to attract a younger crowd too. Uh, I mean, that element uh, plays into it. And also people aren't spending their money in sitting in the seats, right? And, so I think it it there is a lot more people attending the game. So the not seeing people in the seats is a little bit of misleading or a misleading perception. So anyway, I was there tonight with a full crowd. The West Side was like full. I, my I was with my friend. He had he had club seats. We spent some time in our seats, but we also spent uh, a lot of time just wandering around too, and and you know on the concourses and and just even in the end zones. There's great sightlines from the end zone too.
0: Definitely. Who's your uh, player of the game tonight?
7: You know what? Uh, Brandon Banks, it's like, uh, I mean, it's kind of tough. Like, Brandon Banks is like, um, I would just say Brandon Banks, Frankie Williams, um, you know, STE, they they're all played
0: really well. And uh, great team tonight. John, enjoy the long weekend. Yep, you too, thanks. Thank- Sorry, John, didn't mean to cut you off. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. John on uh, CHML's Facebook page, another John, says special teams. Glad Jeff, in reference to Jeff Reinbold, is back running them. What a difference just three games in. And Nikki says, so far, how I see this team is they are a A1 caliber team. Yes, Sask, Toronto, Montreal are weaker weaker teams, but strong teams blow weak teams away. Case in point last week and tonight, when we play uh, the Calgarys, the Ottawa's, the Winnipeg's teams, uh, the score will be... Closer and I mean, should be closer because those teams have better offenses. Um, well, she goes on to say, closer wins with a few losses, maybe 23 20, 28 21, etc. I feel we will pressure or measure up well, providing we avoid injuries. Good teams don't beat lesser teams by small margins. Great show. Thank you very much, and Nikki. Back to the phones we go. Rob is on the line. Hey, Rob. Hey, what's going on, guys? I had a, uh <clears throat> amazing
8: time at the game tonight. Uh, sitting there in the, uh, the club seats on the west side. <clears throat> I see a lot of people, you know, on the lower concourses, so I'm not sure, you know, about the attendance. But I'm really curious to see what they're going to do against the better teams, obviously, like everybody, obviously, is thinking. But I got to say, like, right tonight, if Mazzoli doesn't throw those picks, I mean, they're putting up 50 points plus again on offense. Special teams is delivering, They've uh, adjusted really well to the new <clears throat> rules about blocking back towards the line of scrimmage to uh, avoid penalties, and you can see like if they're not uh, they're not doing it, and they would have had another one if Banks hadn't have, uh, had the illegal interference play.
0: So, great points. That's three. That's three touchdowns, and who knows, maybe even three more two-point <laughs> conversions off the board.
8: Yeah, exactly. So you're, I mean, you're thinking that they put up 64 last week. They could have easily put up. You know, without those two mistakes, 50 or 60 again. So, you know, they're just piling up the points. You got to see, you know, what the points for versus points against is. I mean, when Mazzoli's making those mistakes, but still throwing for what 400 and something yards, 400 and some odd yards.
0: 417, yeah.
8: Yeah, 417. You had Ste uh, with it looks like he had what 42 yards, uh, 47 yards, or 42 yards on nine carries. But how about on the pass attack? Like, you know, he's, you know, coming out of the backfield as a, another receiver. You have Luke Tasker who hasn't even played yet. So, I mean, this team's got a lot of weapons and I'm really excited. I think Jeff Reinbold is like, uh, kind of like a, you know, a talisman. He's, he always has just like results wherever he goes. So I was really glad to see him come back this season. And yeah, like let's go. I mean, I'm, Hoping that we uh, we don't let our foot off the gas a little bit when we play Montreal, we just got to keep the gas going. And then, like I said, like uh, the previous couple callers said about that game against Calgary, that's really going to be uh, kind of a measuring stick.
0: Without a doubt. And who's your player of the game tonight, Rob?
8: My player of the game is Frankie Williams. He had almost 200 uh, net yards. How many knockdowns did he have? Or or defensive plays where he didn't take a penalty. He defended amazing. I I thought he was an uh, unsung hero for sure tonight.
0: Great call. Appreciate the call, uh, Rob, and enjoy the long weekend. Thanks. You too. 905 645 3221, star 9900 on yourself. If you want to call, you got a couple of minutes to squeeze on in. You can email as well, rick at 900chml.com. You got a couple of tweets to get to. Austin writes, Great game today. The defense played great. The offense played great. Hashtag player of the game, Frankie Williams. And uh, Jared writes, longtime listener and Ticats fan, I think the issue with Tim Hortons Field is fans buy tickets and watch the game from the massive concourse. Results, empty seats. Otherwise, great game. Hashtag player of the game, Jagera Davis with three sacks. Although, did they give him the third? I thought they only got two at the end of the day. No, they gave him the third as well. So a, a hat-trick of sacks for Jagera Davis, who's been a monster for this team on the defensive line uh, so far this year. Got an email from... Who's this from? Do, 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 do. Alan. Sorry, Alan. Hey, Rick, once again, we started slow, but we won another one. Can we say 3-0 and for Orlando? Banks at over 152 yards and played amazing. The guy's worth every penny. Addison driving into the end zone was amazing, even though that TD didn't count. How many guys were on him, and he ran into the end zone like it was nobody's business? I did get or I did get called back, but he still ended up with over 100 yards once again. Sean Thomas, Erlington, over 100 yards and played well on defense. Simone Lawrence had nine tackles. Dylan Wynn, Ted Laurent were beast. Julian Hauser looked good on that quarterback sack. And how about those special teams? Jeff Reinbold has improved the special teams twofold. We were tight downfield. I've never seen this team in a long time look this good, and the coaching really makes a difference. How about that helmet-to-helmet hit on Masoli? Maybe a look by the CFL this week. I thought about that, too. Luckily, got back up. I love the look of this team, but let's see how we are with Calgary after Montreal next week. That's our true test. Then again, Calgary's 0-2 right now. I believe, go, Cats, go. Player of the game, Brandon Banks. Calgary, by the way, only 0-1. We got to go. Our player of the game tonight voted by you, the fans, Brandon Banks. And our fifth-quarter fan of the night is John Number 1, as we had a couple of Johns on tonight. Thanks for listening. A thumbs up to uh, producer Donna Pollard as well. We're back on July the 4th here on the 5th quarter on 900 CHML. The 5th quarter, after every Tycats game on AM 900 CHML. The 5th quarter podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your favorite podcast from. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free, so you never miss an episode. And make sure you rate and review.